7 a.m. on the west coast of the United States of America, 10 a.m. on the east coast. In London, it's 3 in the afternoon, 12 midnight in New South Wales, Australia. And in Malaysia, it's 1977. It is so freaking hot again. Man, I'm telling you, it is, it is scorching, screaming hot in Malaysia. Uh, as we say here, Chinese New Year hot, as I explained before. Every year, even though Chinese New Year moves around, it's based on lunar months. Around Chinese New Year, it always gets really hot. It's that hot. In fact, how hot is it? Let me see. I will show you how hot it is. This is how hot it is. It's that hot. That's me almost every day during the daytime. Yeah, it's that hot. Oh, man. Unbelievable. We are live on Facebook Live. The page is called I'm Not Wearing Pants. If you are so inclined watching us there, please give us a like and a share <coughs> and uh, subscribe. Um, well, like and share the page is good enough. Uh, also on YouTube, uh, Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel, you'll see this, uh, this logo. And uh, twitch.tv. Twitch.tv is uh, Jay Sheldon No Pants, if you didn't know that, if you want to switch over, wherever you might be. And um, we're triple casting to all three. Although I will tell you, to start things off, I got an email today from Twitch. And I'm not going to get into the whole mess of things. But basically what it said, let me just call it up here is that uh, back in January, and this is what, nearly four months later, they began enforcing their updated hateful conduct and harassment policy, okay? Now, parts of this make sense. If you are harassing someone in a threatening way, things like that, they can ban you, they can get rid of you. But parts of this scare the hell out of me and are a bit too intrusive. Uh, and basically that says that um, it they will and can, not that they will, but they can take action, not only based on what you do on their service, but on what you do, and here's the scary part, off their service. For example, it is a new and typical, it says, approach for both Twitch and the industry. Well, I hope, first of all, Twitch, but second of all, the rest of the streaming industry does not adopt this ridiculous policy. 
um, it says, we, we believe and we want to hear from you. Well, you're going to hear from me, trust me. Because basically what it says is that any off-service misconduct can result in you getting thrown off the service, which seems a bit ridiculous. Off-service behavior unrelated to any specific incident on Twitch that poses a substantial risk to the Twitch community, including egregious acts of hate and harm, including threats of mass violence, child grooming, leadership, or membership in a hate group, or more. Now, my first question is, who defines a hate group? This is some very scary stuff. Scary enough that I'm, I likely won't because I enjoy my time on Twitch. But if it didn't mean so much to me, seriously, I would be considering dumping Twitch and just going with Facebook and YouTube. Until, of course, they wind up adopting the same ridiculous policies. And then I'll just shut the thing down and go home and go to bed and save my Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights for doing something else. I don't want to because I love being here. I love talking to you folks. I love the interaction. Got some more emails this week, by the way. Thank you, Chaotic, for uh, for your uh, for your email. Um, but um, seriously, who defines a hate group? Dangerously close to um, beyond ridiculous. So that's about all I'm going to say to cover that. Just know that, um, yeah, that's uh, something they're putting out there. Unbelievable. All right, what else is going on? Uh, it's hot. We talked about that. Uh, we talked about how hot it was, and it's just really that hot. Uh, I found that GIF, and I, I had to add it. I had to add it in because it perfectly describes the way sweat pouring down my face. Unbelievable. Mm, okay, we got lots to do. In fact, uh, coming up also, of course, at the end of the stream will be, a, I think we're going to finish tonight, The Velveteen Rabbit. Uh, we do that um, every stream. We pick a book and we read it until we get to the end. Just a chapter or two left. This one chapter tonight is pretty long, but if we are so inclined and we have enough time, we'll um, we'll get through the book and then figure out what we're going to move on to. Um so we do have a few things we want to uh, we want to review in our usual uh, Facebook review. In fact, this fits in perfectly, sort of, with what I was just saying. I saw this. It was great. I had to share. Remember when everybody knew that pro wrestling was fake and then pro wrestling finally admitted that it was fake, but the fans didn't care and they all just kept on watching anyway? Well, we're pretty much there with politics and the media. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. We're there. We're there. And related to that, again, I keep I keep quoting Thomas Sowell because he's amazing. If you don't know Thomas Sowell, look him up. There's a bunch of YouTube videos. Uh, he is just absolutely incredible. 
find out more about Thomas Sowell, because I think you'll enjoy what he has to say, including things like this. Emotions neither prove nor disprove facts. And that's one of the things that the woke crowd usually tries to argue with. They don't argue facts necessarily. They argue emotions or they use emotions as an argument. But emotions neither prove nor disprove facts. There was a time when any rational adult understood this. But years of dumbed down education and emphasis on how people feel have left too many people unable to see through the media gimmick. Man, how true that is. Thomas Sowell, brilliant, brilliant man. And of course, related to that, here's the new statue that's going to be honoring the brave men and women who get offended by maple syrup, books, and cartoons. I think it's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. That'll be going up probably in Washington soon. Okay. That was the heavy stuff. Just a quick few things there and pop right through. Uh, And then on to the, aw, what a nice story bits. Because we always have to include those. I don't want to just hit you with the hard stuff and the emo stuff and the woke people's foolishness, whatever they've come up with the last few days. But uh, some people have seen this. I've seen this before. Zane uh, Azrae shared this. I had to share it because it's it's very cool. Zane, thank you for doing that. In 1939, in Kansas, wheat mills owners realized that, again, people were so poor that they were using the sacks. You see these here? These sacks were being used to make clothing for children. But when they realized that, the mills started using flowered fabric. You can see it here in this picture. They used this flowered fabric for their sacks so the kids would have pretty clothes. What a sweet, nice thing to do. It probably cost them a little bit of money. They didn't have to do it. But when they realized that some very poor folks were actually using their wheat sacks as clothes, uh, they they put designs and flowers and things on them. And the labels would uh, wash out so that it wasn't so obvious that your clothes were made out of a wheat sack or a flour sack. By the way, that's something else weird. As you know, I'm American. I grew up in the U.S., moved here almost 20 years ago. But I got so confused because of that word, flour. You know, flour, like wheat flour, glutinous flour, rice flour, F-L-O-U-R, flour. We say flour. Well, here, and I don't know about other parts of the world, maybe it's a British thing because there's a lot, this used to be a colony, and so there's a lot, you know, we call the elevator lifts, um, things like that. We drive on the wrong side of the road here. Uh, but people here were saying fla. And I'm like, what the hell is fla? You know, fla. Like you make pancakes out of fla and eggs. And I'm thinking, fla? It's not fla. It's flour. I know English language, F-L-O-W-E-R, like a flower, you know, that grows in the garden. And flower, as in 
the flour you make pancakes out of or bake cakes with. But here they kept saying fla, and I'm like, what the hell is fla? Flour is fla. At least to my ear, that's what it sounds like they're saying, fla. Don't know why, but for some reason, that's the... Uh, that's the standard pronunciation, at least in Malaysia. Weird. <laughs> I don't mind, really. Okay. Something that made me laugh, really made me laugh. <laughs> this one, from the Daily Express. Antarctica scientists find bizarre creature 3,500 meters under the ice like nothing seen before. Look at this thing. Look at this. This little proboscis thing hanging off. Something like that. Hidden 3,500 meters under the ice. The funny part is this. Wilford Brumley said, Trust me, you do not want to do this. <laughs> do you remember that movie? What was the movie? Put it in the chat. I'm not going to tell you. Wilford Brimley and these things related to that. Can you remember? It was ages ago. Was it the 80s? I think it might have been the 80s. If you remember the name of the film, put it in the chat. We'll see. We'll see who wins, who gets the right answer first. No fair Googling it. Nah. Put down that keyboard. You got to use this. What was the name of the film? Hang on. I'm figuring this out. Here we go. Okay. There we go. What was the name of the film that Wilford Brimley made? Just there. This guy right here. Wilford Brimley. You don't remember, do you? <laughs> I had a feeling you might not. All right. Check this out. Public service announcement time. Hang on because I got a... Uh, whoop. Stop doing that, Jay. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. Uh, alt. Grab. Where's my grabber? Here we go. I just got to do a little live editing. There we go. Okay, this is a security camera. Check out what happens. It takes a little while. It's about a minute long. Watch this. Okay, guy comes in with the cart, and then he runs over here and hides under the truck. The woman's already in her car. And she's starting to back out. Doesn't realize it. Then suddenly she looks. She sees, oh crap, there's a shopping cart there. So she stops. Watch here under the truck too, by the way. She gets out. Got to move the cart. Now watch. Here he comes. Check this out. While she's distracted, moving the cart, jumps in. Grabs what I assume is her purse, probably. Crawls back under, and here she comes into the car. Checks to see if there's any damage or anything. Frightening. Jumps back in the car. Never realizes. Never realizes what's happened. Man, you got... These guys... They are smart. 
and they are figuring things out and they will find ways to distract you. You need to uh, just, I, I put that up there just so you'd be aware of it. When you, when there are things that distract you, be aware there might be another reason why they happened. Be careful out there. That is, and she, she never even realized, she never even knew that, uh, that her purse was gone. She just jumped in the car, probably didn't realize it, maybe until she got home. Frightening, frightening, frightening. All right. Hey, by the way, if uh, you want to get in touch, feel free to send me an email. If you need, if you want to do a book suggestions, it's something you want me to cover, something if you think I should stop talking about, whatever it might be, doesn't matter. There's the email address, no pants at jsheldon.com. I read all your emails. I get quite a few. I reply everybody, no matter who, no matter what. Uh, you will get a reply from me, so feel free. No pants at jsheldon.com. Uh, also over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash jsheldonnopants, which is where a bunch of you are watching right now. Um, you can get your merchandise. It's your No Pants merch. Yes, we set up a store. It's there. Check it out. Go to my main profile. And uh, if you go to the About section, I think you can scroll down and you'll find a link to uh, the merchandise and you can pick up no uh, Jay Sheldon, no pants, uh, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, a mouse pad. I forget what else I put in there, but it's, it's some very cool quality stuff. So check it out. And of course, in doing so, you're also helping to support the stream. So thank you for that. If you would like beyond that to help support the stream, you can do that here. Uh, if you would like, or up above on Facebook in the description, you'll see a link in there. Uh, no obligation, but if you're so inclined, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, one of the other ways, of course, that you can help to support the stream is by liking and sharing and subscribing on twitch.tv. Also, I've got uh, way over 100 subscribers now, which is fantastic. That's very cool. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to play a little game. I think I got to go back over here. Yes. And then we need to do this. There we go. Okay. Never have I ever. You remember this game? Never have I ever. Friend of mine, in fact, a relative of mine posted this. It's, it's the country life edition. Now, I, I grew up a country boy. I grew up kind of a John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> um, so this applies if you grew up in a kampong, uh, a, the country the rural area. Uh, if you grew up in a city, probably not. Maybe, maybe not though. Uh, give yourself one point for each one of these that you've done. I'll tell you what mine are. And while I'm doing that, you take a look through. Tell me what yours are. Um, milk to goat, no. Milk to cow, yes. I have absolutely milked a cow. In fact, I've drank milk right from the cow. Not the way you're thinking. Stop that. But, uh, boy, I tell you, if you've ever really tried milk straight out of the cow, hmm, it's a very different experience. Kissed a horse. Abso-freaking-lutely I've kissed a horse. I used to have a horse, a, uh, a great chestnut mare. Uh, her name was Daisy, and uh, I gave her a lot of kisses. Hauled hay, yes, indeed. In fact, I think there's a picture somewhere to prove that. I uh, helped out on my grandfather's farm as a kid. Kiwi Little, hello. Good to see you tonight, Kiwi. All right. Nice to have you along. Thank you, Kiwi. We are, uh, we're looking through a Never Have I Ever 
list. Uh, Never have I ever a country life edition because I grew up a country boy. So Um, hauled hay, yes. Done chores in your PJs. I had to think about this. I know I've done chores. I helped out my grandfather around the farm. And I'm pretty sure at some point I probably was in my PJs when I was doing that. There's a good chance. Uh, Pete outside. Oh, hell yes. Uh, Not only as a kid, but as an adult, too. (laughs) Ate fruit off a tree. Indeed. In fact, I think that's probably why my favorite apple uh, variety is uh, Golden Delicious, followed closely by uh, winter apples. My again, my my grandfather up in East Cornwall, Connecticut. It was uh, our house, my grandfather's house. Then eventually, that became my aunt's house, and then my grandfather built a new house, and then my other aunt's house. It was a whole string of Sheldons. Seven points for Kiwi. Wow. All right, that's not bad. Um, actually, okay, seven points for Kiwi Little. <laughs> um, anyway, we so. Uh, yeah, they had an, an orchard and they had, uh, there was a pear tree. There was a golden delicious apple tree, this kind of a yellowy greenish winter apple, which were really good. And I'll tell you what we used to do. We used to pick the apples off the tree and then there was uh, horses in the and cows in the fenced in uh, pasture. And they had what were called salt licks. There were these giant blocks of salt that the cows would lick. It's going to be gross, but I think that's probably why I grew up pretty fit and strong. We used to take the apples and take a bite, rub them on the salt lick, and then bite the apple with the salt from the salt lick. It was probably some chemical crap that was horribly bad for us. But we did it, and it was so yummy. It was so good. Oh, man. I, I can still taste that. I can close my eyes and remember that taste of those fresh apples off the tree, rubbed on the salt lick. Mm. Oh my, that was good. Uh, Shoveled manure, of course. Caught a fish, indeed. Quick story. I've caught fish before by regular using a pole, but the biggest fish I ever caught, I caught using my hands. I was walking home from uh, Cornwall Consolidated School. I lived maybe a kilometer away. And as I'm walking down the road, I look down in this drain. And just before the drain goes under the road, there's a little pond. It's not very big, maybe a meter wide and and not very deep. But in there is this enormous rainbow trout. Now, I think it came up from Chantenny's house because he kept rainbow trout in a big pond he had that was attached to this. But here's this rainbow trout. So I get down into the drain it's squirming around. I managed to grab it. And then here's, I don't know, what must have been maybe 10, 12-year-old Jay running down the road to my house with this giant fish in my hand going, look what I caught. Look what I caught. It was huge. The thing must have been, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 inches long. It was a huge rainbow trout. It was delicious too. <laughs> uh, gathered a warm egg. Yes. Eaten a tomato off the vine. Oh, man. Again, can't beat the taste. Uh, been cut on barbed wire. Yes. I think I've done them. I dug a post hole, dug potatoes, foraged for wild berries. We used to have blueberry uh, bushes in uh, behind the house. 
sucked nectar from a flower, slept outside. I've done all these. Given away garden produce. Yep. Forgotten an egg in your pocket. Okay, that one I don't think I've ever done. Uh, swam in a stock tank. No, I haven't done that one. Chopped wood. Oh, yeah, I had the blisters to prove it. Uh, eaten dinner in the garden. Um, yeah, kind of. I've sort of done that. Uh, made bread from scratch. No, I have never made bread. I'd love to try and do that sometime. I would love to try and make bread. Nowadays, you pour the stuff in the packet and turn on the button and the bread makers do everything automatically for you, but yeah. Cooked over a fire, indeed, of course, and squashed a bug with your fingers. Yeah, I always feel bad when I do, but yeah, I have. So other than maybe two or three, I've pretty much done all these things. <laughs> wow. I told you it was an adventurous life. It was indeed. All right, I got one more for you. <laughs> I got one more for you that relates back to uh, to something we talked about earlier, and that was the stupidity of people these days. Not you. Not you, of course. But take a look at this. Watch this woman. It's It's small, but watch. She opens her door. She's on her phone. And then she can't figure out how to get in the car. So she goes around the car. It'll play again. It'll loop. And then gets in the car. Watch this. Watch again. Here we go. Starting again. There. She goes up, opens the door. She's on her phone. She's too damn busy worried about her phone. She's not paying attention. So she can't figure out. She even looks back two or three times. She can't figure out how to get in the car. So she goes all the way around the other side of the car to get in. Instead of... Honestly. Have we gotten to the point where we are just that stupid seriously these are the kind of people that would walk into open manholes because they're not paying attention they're too busy on their handphones honestly that's just unbelievable unbelievable all right <laughs> we uh we're going to move on and along. We've done about 30 minutes here. It is, uh, it's time to move along and do, um, do our book, The Velveteen Rabbit. Um, we have made it through a bunch of chapters of The Velveteen Rabbit. And if you recall, the last time, our dear Velveteen Rabbit was about to be thrown away and burned because uh, the little boy had scarlet fever, so everything in his room, including the Velveteen Rabbit, had to be burned. And that's where we left off. This chapter called Anxious Times from Marjorie Williams Bianco, the Velveteen Rabbit. And so the little rabbit was put into a sack with the old picture books and a lot of rubbish, and carried out to the end of the garden behind the fowl house. That was a fine place to make a bonfire. Only the gardener was too busy just then to attend to it. He had the potatoes to dig and the green peas to gather, but the next morning he promised to come quite early and burn the whole lot. 
That night, the boy slept in a different bedroom. Andy had a new bunny to sleep with him. It was a splendid bunny, all white plush with real glass eyes. But the boy was too excited to care very much about it. For tomorrow, he was going to the seaside. And that in itself was such a wonderful thing that he could think of nothing else. And while the boy was asleep, dreaming of the seaside, the little rabbit lay among the old picture books in the corner behind the fowl house, and he felt very lonely. The sack had been left untied, and so by wriggling a little bit, he was able to get his head through the opening and look out. He was shivering a little, for he had always been used to sleeping in a proper bed. And by this time, his coat had worn so thin and threadbare from hugging that it was no longer any protection to him. Nearby, he could see the thicket of raspberry canes, growing tall and close like a tropical jungle, in whose shadows he had played with the boy on bygone mornings. He thought of those long, sunlit hours in the garden, how happy they were, and a great sadness came over him. He seemed to see them all pass before him, each more beautiful than the other. The fairy huts in the flower bed and the quiet evenings in the wood when he lay in the bracken and the little ants ran over his paws. The wonderful day when he first knew that he was real. He thought of the skin horse, so wise and gentle, and all that he had told him. Of what use was it that to be loved and lose one's beauty and become real if it all ended like this? And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And then... A strange thing happened, for where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground, a mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves the color of emeralds, and in the center of the leaves was a blossom like a golden cup, and it was so beautiful that the little rabbit forgot to cry and just lay there watching it. And presently the blossom opened, and out of it stepped a fairy. She was quite the loveliest fairy. Her dress was of pearl and dewdrops, and there were flowers around her neck in her hair, and her face was like the most perfect flower of all. And she came close to the little rabbit and gathered him up in her arms and kissed him on his velveteen nose that was all damp from crying. Little rabbit, she said, don't you know who I am? The rabbit looked up at her and it seemed to him that he had seen her face before, but he couldn't think where. I am the nursery magic fairy, she said. 
I take care of all the playthings that the children have loved. When they are old and worn out and children don't need them anymore, then I come and take them away with me and turn them into real. Wasn't I real before? asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. Now you shall be real to everyone. The Fairy Flower She held the little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the fronds of the bracken shone like frosted silver. In the open glade between the tree trunks, the wild rabbits danced with their shadows on the velvet grass, and when they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing and stood round in a ring to stare at her. "'I've brought you a new playfellow,' the fairy said. "'You must be very kind to him.' and teach him all he needs to know in rabbit land, for he is going to live with you forever and ever. And she kissed the little rabbit again and put him down on the grass. Run and play, little rabbit, she said. But the little rabbit sat quite still for a minute and never moved, for when he saw all the wild rabbits dancing around him, he suddenly remembered about his hind legs, and he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He didn't know that when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether. And he might have sat there a long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it. And he found that he actually had hind legs. Instead of dingy velveteen, he had beautiful brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves, and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, jumping sideways and whirling around as the others did, and he grew so excited that when at last he did stop to look for the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits. I think we're going to move on and do the last chapter. How about that? Autumn passed and winter. And in the spring, when the days grew warm and sunny, the boy went out to play in the wood behind the house. And while he was playing, two rabbits crept out from the bracken and peeped at him. One of them was brown all over but the other had strange markings under his fur, as though long ago he had been spotted and the spots still showed through. 
and about this little soft nose and his round black eyes, there was something familiar, so that the boy thought to himself, why, he looks just like my old bunny that was lost when I had scarlet fever. But he never knew that it really was his own bunny, come back to look at the child who had first helped him to be real. And that's the end of The Velveteen Rabbit. <laughs> oh, what a story. Marjorie Williams Bianco, who is my great, great aunt. You should make sure I got all the great ones. Yeah, my great-great-aunt, Marjorie Williams Bianco. Fantastic. What a great story. I love that. I am so glad we picked that one. Cool beans, guys. All right, so that means that on Saturday night... Oh, let's see, Charlemagne. Hey, Charlemagne, hello! Good to have you along for the ride. Uh, cried at the story when I was young. Aw, I'm getting a little teary, too. It's a very sweet story. <laughs> Locus Pocus says, me too. That part still gives me chills. That's so nice. All right, so among the potentials that we have here from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org, by the way, if you want to check it out. Um, that's why I still keep plushies. <laughs> that's sweet. You should. Why not? You're never too old for plushies. Stuffed animals, as we say. So we've got, uh, let's see, Christmas Carol, but I think that might be better for around Christmas time, which is a long ways away. Uh, the Legend of the Jungle Book, rather, Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book. It's quite long, but that's nice. Um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, although, again, it's a nice, scary story. Or we could save it for uh, Halloween, lead up to Halloween. Uh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan would be fun. That's long, but again... Cool. Treasure Island, Robert Louis Stevenson is another possibility. Uh, Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. That's a rather cool one. Charlemagne just turned 18 last month. Well, congratulations. Happy birthday last month. Sorry we're late, but uh, a belated happy birthday to you and welcome to adulthood. <laughs> um, okay, Jules Verne, Around the World in 80 Days. Um, what else have we got? The Tale of Peter Rabbit. If you want to keep the rabbit theme going, I've got The Tale of Peter Rabbit. And another one that's quite long, but a really cool story, is The War of the Worlds. Uh, we've got The War of the Worlds. So, yeah. Um, let me know in the chat or Skype me or send me an email, nopants at jsheldon.com. And, um, let me know what you would prefer. If I don't get some sort of consensus. Oh, White Fang. Yes, White Fang. Uh, sadly, I did not see that. I'll look it up uh, on the Gutenberg Project. It may not be in the public domain. And sadly, because when I read these books, it's considered a performance. So I can only do books that are actually in the public domain, copyright free. So. Uh, but I will check for White Fang because, yeah, you're right. That is a very cool story. That's a great book. Very nice. Good suggestion. I'll take a look and see if I can find it. Um, if not, 
then I will likely pick something out of this list. So let me know. Uh, again, Sleepy Hollow, Peter Pan, Treasure Island, Around the World in 80 Days, uh, Peter Rabbit, War of the Worlds, Jungle Book. They're all great titles and they all would be a lot of fun. It depends on, again, how long you want to keep going on these books because some of them are, you know, 20, 30 chapters long. So, <clears throat> so that's a long one. Anyway, I love it. I like it. I like it. Mm. I love it. I want some more of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool beans. We did it. We got through another uh, another live stream on a Thursday night. Our next stream will be coming up on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we will have uh, a new book Saturday. We'll start. Figure that out. And uh, more things to talk about. Usually uh, Friday coming up tomorrow. Thank God. And uh, there's always good stuff, juicy stuff that happens on Friday and Saturday. So I'm sure we'll start off with some rather interesting things coming up on uh, on Saturday night's live stream. We are on Facebook. I'm not wearing pants. Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel. That would be me. And also twitch.tv. Jay Sheldon. No pants for the moment. We'll see. Mm. Uh, that's it, folks. We're done. We're out of here. I thank you so much. Um, again, like, subscribe, share. If you are able, pop in a donation here or up here on Facebook. I think it is down here or up there in the description. And uh, appreciate that very much. Thank you. Until Saturday, that's going to do it. I will see you again. Thanks for hanging out with me for a while on this Thursday night. I'm Jay Sheldon. And I'm not wearing pants. Good night.